Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're recording this on Sunday morning, February 4th, 2024. I'm Larry Rhodes or DJ Doubter 5. And as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the line with us. Hello, Wombat. It's the Wombat. <laughs> and in the flesh, or virtually anyway. Dread Pirate Higgs is your special guest today. Welcome. Arr! There he is. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faith. Ostafarianism, God's Ooh. holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling you're the only non-believer in your town, well, you're just not. In Knoxville, in the middle of the Bible Belt, we have a group of over 1,100 of us. We're the Atheist Society of Knoxville, or ASK, and we'll tell you more about us after the mid-show breaks, so be sure to stick around. Wombat, what's our topic today? I want to talk about packing it in, but you know, it's been a long time coming. I want to lead us, or I want Dread to lead us in our holiest of holy movements, which is our uh, weekly invocation for our own Flying Spaghetti Monster. Dread, would you mind? Sure, sure. Our noodly Lord, who art in a colander, al dante be thy noodles. Thy blood be rum, thy sauce be yum with meat as it is with vegetables. Give us this day our garlic bread and forgive us our cussing as we forgive those who cuss against us. And lead us not into ketoism, but deliver us some carbs. Mm. For thine are the meatballs and the noodles and the grog. Whenever and ever. Ramen. Ramen. <laughs> uh, guys, I have an interesting week. I had a really, really good week. First week of really good weather. And I consider myself to be partly solar powered as a result. I uh -huh. see myself far more enthused and, and, and have more motivated when I have like a regular amount of sunlight and blue skies above my head and more to come since we haven't and more to come. It's already was getting kind of hot yesterday. <laughs> I was outside with friends and I'm like, Ooh, I feel the sun on my back. This is great. This is like actually heating me up a little bit. I forgot what this felt like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just another month and we'll get daylight savings time starting again on March uh, 10th. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. it's already February. Let's go. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is while I had a good week, um, I understand that life is a sine wave. You know, you have your ups and you have your downs. And whenever I'm up, I'm always I'm always worried about like what's the next thing that's going to cause me to go back down again. But I don't want to dwell on the ups on how soon or eminent or inevitable the the good moments will last. I just want to enjoy the good moments. And so when I tell this to the, I, I have this as my um, philosophy. It's sort of like life and all the good times with it is sort of like a party. Just enjoy being at the party. Don't go into a party being like, oh, one day, one time this party is going to end and I'm going to have to go mm -hmm. home. Oh, this song's going to be over. Oh, the pizza's going to be left out. No one enjoys mm -hmm. a party that way. Just go to your party, enjoy it. The party might go on without you, even when you're not here, but you can enjoy your time here. And I think that's, that's right. That's mm -hmm. the motto. Party, yeah. the party minded lifestyle. Uh, Larry, 
I've heard you've been gaming. I've been seeing your tags go off left and right. What's up with you? Oh, I'm still playing uh, Starfield. It's a great wow. game. I'm in my fourth universe, I guess now. Wow. I'm, my level is 101. I have 2 million credits, so I'm loathe to move on to the next universe. So I'll just stay here for a while and do all how, the quests how, I can find. What are you enjoying in the game? Because I wonder, like, is there is there a uh, power curve that you are still well, trying to I like first-person shooter, and it's got a lot mm -hmm. of that. And it. it has ship-to-ship -ship combat, which is cool. Nice. Uh, once you get a really good ship, you know, it. Yeah. the combat makes a big difference. Um, and you can uh, get a lot of variable weapons, but the quests are very interesting. What I like about it is if you get tired of first-person shooters, you can go exploring or you can go, uh, you know, do ship-to-ship -ship combat uh, or just do some running around quests. You know, it, it's interesting. It has an interesting story to it as well. Nice. You can so drop it, it holds your interest for a while. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Dread, um, you're playing the game too. <clears throat> yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, level oh, forty-two. So I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as high up. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's pretty engaging. I have a lot more wow. free time than than you do. I'm sure with all your irons in the fire that you have there, Dread. Speaking of, yeah, Dredd, yeah, what are you up to right now. Yeah. Uh, what am I up to? While well, I'm just yeah. sitting in my medic truck. Uh, up by a, a, a natural gas plant, um, doing some construction here. They're uh, they they put in a, a it's a water sweetening. So H two S hydrogen sulfide is one of the byproducts of of this uh, process, and that's hugely and it's a, toxic. Yeah, it's hugely dangerous. Yeah, so uh, hugely so they're for today. They, <laughs> yeah, true. so they put in a. Um, a water sweetening um, uh, process to uh, help reduce the amount of hydrogen sulfide. So I am the on-site medic uh, just in case something happens. Yeah. You're okay. up early too. We can see the sunrise coming up behind you there. Yeah. Yeah. In Western it's, Canada. Uh, eight o'clock here up in the North and uh, it's a, it's going to, it's a perfectly clear day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be a, a good one. So uh, some weird chemistry facts, because you guys did call into a chemistry show. Uh, hydrogen sulfide, H2S, is, yep. in my opinion, one of the most dangerous things I could ever be around. It could part yep. per trillion, it has a lethal dosage. Like, you know, they have movies called Saw. Uh, they've been around for a long time, Saw 1, Saw 2, etc. And it's all about yeah, yeah. a mastermind locking up a person who has to go through some weird obstacle course that seems to not be in that person's favor for survival. But like <laughs> through the end of it, you know, one person does end up surviving and then they learn a life lesson and they get a little bit closer to catching the jigsaw, the guy who like set yeah. up in the first place. But the movie never has proper chemistry. It's always like you are in a vat of acid. And I'm like, oh, what's the acid? It's hydrochloric acid. I'm like, that's not even the worst acid you could be in. Like, what's the uh, what's right. the lower value of that? Like, because he's touching it and he's not even burning. Like, that's but he can wash that off in 15 minutes. If you want real acid, get some HF in there. And then then you can really track him down. But like, if they really want to like poison people, I, I if they really want to get some harmful stuff, 
talk to a guy who's been like a paramedic at a at a, a drilling facility or like a scientist at like a engineering lab they'll give you better options <laughs> to make your torture chambers you don't have to like go to home depot and get all these rusty saws and equipments and stuff like them was like no you can you can just change the voltage <laughs> now all of a sudden it's a lot more deadly you see that you just need one engineer you just need one engineer that's all um all right yeah, guys yeah. I can go on. I can go on and on in that rant, but I want to focus my rant on 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 Christianity. <laughs> the idea is uh, the show name of the show is called Pack It In. So you're the, packing it in on this uh, topic and moving on. I'm, I'm packing it in on this topic, and moving on. I wish a lot of things in religion would move on too, so that we can all move on together, right? Because I'm tired of hearing certain narratives, certain mm. traditions, seeing certain things. And realizing, oh my gosh, this may not be the end of it. Like we might be keep doing this for generations to come. Let's just pack it in already. We got the message, okay? We got it. We got it. We have the Bible. We understand. We understand it's there. We're either reading it or we're not reading. It. Can we move on now, please? Can we build some rocket ships now? <laughs> <laughs> do some science. Yeah, let's do some science. We know where the books are, guys. We're good. Let's keep moving on. There are more books. We got it. Let's just pack it in and then move on forward, right? Yeah, we get it. You're uh, the chosen people, right? You're the chosen people. Yeah. Can we please just pack it in? You win. Good job, guys. You're going to heaven. Right. Let's all move forward now. Let's figure <laughs> it out. Because not everyone's going to heaven and not everyone's going to have a high quality of life. So let's do what we can now to help everybody. The people who are good, who are going to heaven would want that too, right? Okay. So if you're the chosen people and you're going to heaven, let's just pack it in. You won. Congratulations. Stop trying to like take away everybody else's rights. You already got the infinity package, you know, like you walk to the dealership. They said, you can have all the cars. You don't have to like, <laughs> now tell people like, okay, you can have this car. You can't. It's like, we got it. You have all the cars. Now we still need to get to work. What are we going to do? Right? You have all cars. Help us out. Pack it in. Come on. Let's help it out. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I want to talk about some small things that I think that have been going on for too long in Christianity, and I think it would be good if we just like agreed to disagree, or at least just agree to stop and move forward. Like you guys, even if you won, if you advantage position, let's just move forward. Uh, you got my curiosity have, up. What are they? I have one. Um, one of them is Christmas decorations, or or the inverse war on Christmas. I keep mm -hmm. hearing the same news stories and the same decorative items for Christmas every single time. And I think, I think we've come to a conclusion that kids like presents. Santa Claus is a very good icon. Capitalism is the driving force behind this holiday, right? Like it's, 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 and family is like the second, but like, everyone's like, man, if I go through Christmas and I don't get anything, this is going to be weird. I got to treat myself, but like, do I want to, I already spent time on Thanksgiving with, Linda's parents, do I really want to spend that again on Christmas? Like I, at a certain point, I just want to be able to say like, hey, we understand the the hallmarks of uh, secular Christmas, which is like spending your time with your family, uh, treating each other. We don't need to have the whole nativity scene dropped in. I'm not, I'm not looking for the three wise men. I don't need to see a baby on a straw on a manger on people's front yards. You're free to express it if you want to, but I'm just saying, pack it in. We got it. We get yeah. it. It's a, it's a, it's a day of the year. You, you claimed it as Jesus's birthday. We get it. We get it. You don't have to remind me every single right. day. Right. And one thing they don't realize is that most atheists are ex uh, religious people. We know all this stuff. I mean, we don't have to be preached to, and we're, we're not the best uh, audience to be converted since we've already been there and left it. Right. 
you know what I I I like. Well, I, and I think in, in well, I was just going to say, um, I was going to, yeah, I was going to. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was I was going to say that uh, uh, you know many atheists are in fact more educated in what the Bible has to say than those who are firm believers. It's it's the less you know, the more uh, apt you are to uh, buy into, um, you know, the, the narrative, I think, because yeah. certainly a part of my transition out of uh, Christianity was just being, you know, when I was learning, you know, going in to be a priest, the more I found out, the, the more I was, you know, like turned off by the whole the whole thing. Mm. I here's my thing. If G, if Christmas is going to be celebrated as Jesus' birthday, can't we just celebrate it like every other birthday? Like and just be like, we all get together, we sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and we just move on. Like we get yeah. we get a nice cake. Yeah, we can be shaped like eat a the dog cake and move on. And we just move on. We just say, okay, this is Jesus' birthday. We will all agree if we can just stop the nativity scenes, the 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 two month long preamble to it. Right, right, right. Let's just get yeah, together yeah, and be yeah. like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday to you. It's like, now we can. And then the Christian's like, thank you. We're going to now pack up our stuff and put it back inside our house now. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm so happy. This is great. Now we have all this freedom, all this free time. And now we have to sing the same songs every year again. And this is like, move, move forward. We can we can help you. Um, the The other thing I don't like is, and this is just a small nitpick, but the... The idea that this is, we love to celebrate the cross, right? But that's the thing that Jesus died on, right? And many other people died on it as well, right? So it's not like he owns cross. A lot of people died on crosses. But very few people, if we follow the story even literally, were born in a manger with three wise men, right? Like, I feel like we've gotten the iconography down that we could probably celebrate the cool aspect of a, a baby being born without... Uh, a second pair of mitochondria or uh, a genes and and three people coming to see him and and like that beautiful scene of people coming together rather than like and this is the thing that he died on like as far as the message of he died he died for your sins he's here and he died for you he's died for you he died for well i had a bad weekend for you yeah (laughs) weekend for me yeah like pack it in i get yeah what if what if the romans had been uh, more impalers Oh, that would have yeah, been a yeah. different iconography. What if he came during the French Renaissance and he was killed on the guillotine, right? And now we have like little guillotines on our on our stuff. Or if he right, was right. and we, he was killed by like a rifle, now we have yeah. rifles hanging by our chest. And everybody's saying, you know, that Jesus is going to come back the next day, you know, or next week or whatever. He's going to come back and see everybody wearing his torture device, right? You know, his his yeah. murder device, yeah. <laughs> Like if you were to ask yeah, me, like funny. the one thing Jesus probably doesn't like, guaranteed, aside from fig trees, right, is crosses. And so, you know, maybe he's hiding because <laughs> he's just like aware of I'm afraid of all these crosses. I don't want to see any more crosses. When they stop wearing crosses, that's when I'll come back. Christians, if you just pack it in this this holy day. Of <laughs> all right. Internal punishment is something else we want to talk about as far as something that could be packed in. Um, the idea that you could be punished eternally, and this is a concept brought in in the New Testament, right? Eternal punishment yeah. for uh, right. wasn't in the crimes. old one, Old Testament. 
Go on ahead, Dred. What do you mean? I sound like you're an advocate for eternal punishment. Go for it. Explain why you. No, it, it. No, I. I said eternal punishment for finite crimes. Yeah. 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 Pack it in. What are you doing? Pack it so in, like, man. What's the Pack worst thing a person can do that would just that would deserve an eternal punishment? Like, there's definitely some horrendous actions. I guarantee. Like, I don't even need to list them. Like, we can, I think we can all come to consensus that there's some terrible things you can do in a lifetime. But we're talking about like a lifetime of punishment, two lifetimes, four, a million, a billion years later, and I'm still being punished for. Wait a second, what did I do again? <laughs> You're here for another trillion years. I'm like, am I? How far am I in? It's like no, you, half a trillion years. No, a trillion years will end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in for like how long is how long is this gonna last? What did I ever, do again? Ever. Oh forever. wow. This sucks. <laughs> Can we pack it yeah. in already? I, I'll give back the candy. I apologize. I, I, I shouldn't have done that thing. Um, there's, you know, in the, there's a dread. We talked about this on a previous show. Um, a lot of people refer to um, how God manages from the Old Testament to the New Testament as, well, in the Old Testament, he was very brutal, right? And yeah, like, yeah. Um, Rude, uh, like cruel to an extent, and yeah. harsh, <clears throat> right? And interventionist to the point ruthless. where people were afraid when he did it, ruthless, right? And then, but in the New Testament, he has nothing but love. Sent his son down, tried to talk to people, talking doves. That's the message, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> He's all about like, but the New Testament introduces the infinite punishment. That's the fine text that a lot of people don't read, the fine print, if you will. Where it's like, oh, I get a free car. By the way, don't read these fine prints. Yeah. Just sign here. Yeah, but if like, you pay attention, yeah. I mean, even Jesus said, I did not come in peace. I did not come uh, to bring peace, but a sword. I mean, that was Jesus, yeah, his yeah. own words. Yeah. Yeah. And, he was and well, I won't go into that, but. Um, no, please go for it. Uh, I was just going to say he, he brought the New Testament brought eternal punishment and uh, it's such a horrific punishment, too. One of the worst things you can think of is being burned. <laughs> yeah, there's no punishment worse than eternal punishment, period. Right? Like, mm -hmm. cut off a person's hand, okay, that sucks. But, like, constantly keep doing that in a hell of pit of fire where their teeth are, are gnashed together and in pain. I always thought about this. You know, Larry, you had made the point, and this is this is us going really off topic, but... You would have, even if there wasn't, even if there wasn't torture, an eternity in its own right is a punishment. Eternity of existence. Making you stay existent, in, alive or in existence for um, for eternity, uh, to yeah. me, would be a punishment. Because, Larry, you said even if I was in a library for eternity, I'm going to eventually read all those books. I'm going to, like, start making all the paper model airplanes possible. I'm going to You'll learn have learned every instrument. You would have mastered every instrument and listened to every... Um, piece of music ever written piece, you know, piece, a piece million times. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do for your third trillionth birthday? You know, that's <laughs> you know, that, what's going to make it special? Nothing. It, nothing you could do. It just right. after a while, you know, you just be bored out of your gourd. Right. I think the inherent value <laughs> of life is that it is temporary. Like right. the fact that mm -hmm. yeah. and a lot of people are willing to quickly overlook that and say, well, I want eternal life next to God. It's like, that's going to be really boring for you eventually. Like, I mean, there's only so many times you'd be like, God, you're so awesome. God, you're so awesome. 
God, you are so awesome. Oh, he's doing a little different. I'm going to do it like him. God, you're so, how many different ways can we do that? You're like, all right, all right. Can we pack it in, God? <laughs> Heaven's pretty cool. Can we do something else? And then the people in yep. hell are like, yeah, I get it. I'm I'm doing terrible. Oh, by the way, uh, um, uh, let's see. Prince is here, or Michael Jackson is going to do a concert pretty soon. I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> the general consensus that I have is that eternity is a very long time. A lot of people haven't put a lot of thought into that. I think it'd be boost, it'd be nice if we could pack it in every now and then. Um, all right, here's my next one. Uh, the entire concept of sin is 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 in my opinion unfortunately nebulous even though it's explicit in the in the bible it's it's one of those things where i understand that there are things that god doesn't want me to do right but he also goes out of his way to make those things that i'm not supposed to do feel really good taste really good <laughs> or look really awesome <laughs> <laughs> and, and put like, your sense uh, implement the senses that will really enjoy them. It, it, yeah i'm like it's god Go for it. It's called entrapment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if sin was, um, I don't know, uh, uh, if sin was wearing uh, white tube socks up to your knees and and only like, I don't know, wear pencil protectors in your sleeves or breaking your phone accidentally or something like that or nerding out about uh, flight patterns that go on in Tuscany or something like that, something super nerdy, we'd be like, ah, okay, well, you know, that's a sin, but we don't necessarily want to do any of that. But if you make sin like all these cool things and all these delicious things and all these fun things to do, then what's the, what you could have designed a body to get rid of that, right? Like you could have made sin less appetizing or less enticing to people. Like you could have developed this, a, a, a world where there's no temptation to do the thing that you mm -hmm. didn't want us to do. I feel like the entire concept of temptation is the entrapment angle that Dredd's putting in. And so at yep. a certain point, just say like, hey, pack it in. These are the sins. No temptation. Get rid of it. Or just be like, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to heaven. Enjoy the rest of your life. So I'll be like, fantastic. I at least know that I can sin without the the guilt. <laughs> well, you know, it, it makes you question like uh, the, the Garden of Eden. I mean, God, yeah. you know, God had the opportunity to create a garden why did he have to put the tree of knowledge and the tree of good and evil in there mm. you know he didn't have to he's god right so yeah, and he uh, and he know, allowed so he set, the serpent he set him to up. be in there yeah allowed the serpent yeah, he to, set him to up. talk him into it yeah it was a trap yeah i mean Dread. especially if you think that he's all-knowing and everywhere you know yeah. then how could he possibly allow the the serpent to talk to the eve alone you know mm. In a language that she understood, at, right. at, even on top of that, like the snake could have said anything. Could have been, I'm a snake. Yeah. Lisa would like, I don't understand snakes. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. It's like the snake's uh -huh. like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I got some extra things to tell you. I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak normally to you. Yeah. Uh, if he's you know, omnipresent, you know, he should have been there for him. You know, where was he when we needed him most? He was yeah. hiding. God apparently, never had our back. And and watching yeah, from the side. Yeah. Yep. And he knows everything, so he yeah. knew they were gonna do it. It's just a trap. Dread Larry made a really good point when we were last talking about the Garden of Eden is that you never see the serpent and God at the same time. Yeah. In the same <laughs> right. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. man, that's like some good Columbo-esque mystery novel sort of like reveal right there. Because is there any other time where God turns into animals and talks to people? Yes. 
He's yes. <laughs> he, he shapeshifts throughout the entire book. He's a he's like a yeah. well-known prolific shapeshifter that sits on people's shoulders and like, by the way, that's the son of my god. Yeah, I'm talking that's about that's true. Hey, you that's want to true. see a burning bush? I can do that too. I got I got all the different things. He's the only shapeshifter basically in the entire book. Whenever the devil shows up, he's like, yeah. oh, I'm so and it and it makes sense as far as the omnipresent because it means he was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was there Just, when, so when the serpent set up from the beginning. Yeah. God is bipolar. I know. But when you think about it, it's like, hey, this is a setup for the beginning. Like any mystery guy would be like, oh, like God was the serpent. Like what? What? We get it. Let's pack it in. Like if Christians, could you understand that? Can you figure that out? Like if you like mystery novels, just read that. You figure it out. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of stories, I want to talk about parables and why we should pack them in. I feel like a lot of the parables, including like the Garden of Eden, sort of uh tell the wrong moral compared to what the story <clears throat> offers for example you have david and goliath you know that's a story of an underdog taking over because of his faith in god but one he showed up to a knife fight with a projectile weapon like that's gonna win like guaranteed if uh, most people know slingshots are way a gun is way better than a than a, than a dagger a slingshot's gonna be way better than a sword especially if you fight like really far apart from each other so like if David's out here just like yeah wow and the guy's like I only have a sword hold on I don't even have a shield hold on this isn't fair this isn't fair like he's already <laughs> won the fight but you're telling me he has a god on his back on top of that right so he came into a one-on-one -on -one fight super aim with super god the guy super who created the universe yeah. Yeah. like yeah. this isn't this is a two-on-one plus you have a gun <laughs> there's no way i can win this fight goliath was doomed to fail like he's not this is not a tale of the underdog this is a tale of the the winners winning and stamping on the losers that's not rewarding whatsoever anyway uh any thoughts on that before yeah. we uh... <laughs> i think you nailed it man it's okay. it, it isn't an underdog if you've got an omnipotent mm. being on your side it's just yeah yep. Goliath like, was the underdog and he yeah. got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like playing Monopoly with me where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going to take all the cards and homes. These all belong to me. This board belongs to me. This is my house. This is my table. I think I won. Yeah, guys. Yeah. And take your ball and go home. House rules. <laughs> house rules. I win the game. All right. Larry. Uh, this is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll be right back after this short break. Some songs are happy And some songs are sad Some songs are really well rehearsed And other songs are bad Well, some songs are angry And some songs are sweet Some songs are made to help you wake up in the morning Well, here's a little song to help you go back to sleep There isn't any God and when you die you're just dead And heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed Sometimes I think about the chance that I'm wrong And then I close my eyes and just remember this song I said there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead And heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed 
There ain't nobody watching us cause nobody cares And in the end we're living all alone If I could live forever I'd do it if I could Leave it all behind, everything that I've done It's just as bad as if it never begun And if I was a believer And Lord knows I've tried Well I could be at peace when I close my eyes And I can go to heaven on the day that I die But there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead and heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed Sometimes I think about the chance that I'm wrong And then I close my eyes and just remember this song I said there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead And heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed There ain't nobody watching us cause nobody cares And in the end we're living all alone Love don't Cause you die in the end And money don't matter Cause you die in the end And lives don't matter Cause you die in the end But it's really never over No, it's really never over There isn't any God And when you die you're just dead In heaven's just a fairy tale To put you to bed Sometimes I think about The chance that I'm wrong Just a fairy tale to put you to bed. There ain't nobody watching us, cause nobody cares. And in the end, we're living all alone. Welcome back to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter Five, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 FM, uh, LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's take just a moment to talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville. ASK was founded in 2002. We're in 2015 second year now and have over 1100 members we have weekly in-person meetings every tuesday evening in knoxville's old city at barley's tap room and pizzeria look for us after work and inside or at the high top tables or if it's pretty weather outside on the deck and you can find us online on facebook meetup.com or at our website knoxvilleatheist.org or just google knoxville atheist just that simple by the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and do a search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start one. Start one. Start one. All right. Wombat, where are you going to pick up? I want to. I want you guys to jump into this. We talked about things that we wish would just be packed in. Pack it in. Get Call it a day. We understand it. Let's just move forward. We got it. Agree to disagree. Move forward. Just pack mm. it up. Dredd, do you have any examples of things that you wish would be packed it in or packed in? Guilt. Oh, such a good one. Pack in such the guilt, a good man. one. Right. Pack in yes. the guilt. We get it. We're I supposed to feel it. guilty, right, for pleasures. Yeah. Well, guilt guilt and shame, they, they're kind of hand in hand, I think. Oh, hang on here. Nice there. Yeah, guilt and shame. Very good. Dred, you had made you made a really good point when we were talking in a previous episode about things that we wish our bodies would be able to 
do if we had like access to the source code or something like that and we're like there's so many wrong problems with our bodies that we we have, that some people claim were intelligently designed but like we could immediately get rid of half as many nipples that the human population has <laughs> and, and save so much time <laughs> that's but, right but you had yeah. made the point of and belly I buttons want, and belly buttons too yeah you had made the point of i wish i could turn off pain or at least have it be like a notification that i could ignore because it sucks being if yeah. you ever have a disease yeah. where you're in pain and you're like, I get it. I'm in pain. Can I can I stop? Can I move on with my life? Can I pack it in? What about the mental strife, guilt, right. shame? Things like that are really, really good too. Yes, yes, absolutely. That mentality that's just draining your life all day long, particularly if you have a God that you believe is the most important being in the world who doesn't love the things that you're doing exactly. who you are, there's nothing more fundamental than that kind of distress. Yeah. So really good point. Good one, yeah. Dred. Good one. Yeah. One word dropped it like a bomb. Love it. Larry, what do you got? Hell. Things you... hell. Back in hell. Yeah, we get it. We're all going to go to the bad place after we die. You know, it, I mean, how, how often have I been told that I'm going to hell just for sitting out and existing in a world as an atheist? It's just, yep. I mean, never mind, never proven that souls even exist. There is no such thing as an afterlife, as far as I'm concerned. Right. So pack in hell, it's not a threat. Yeah, a carrot stick mentality is not a morality system. It's never been a morality no. system. Right. Dread, mm. I'm glad that you have my back on this. You, because that's yeah, yeah, for, sure. for obedience. That's like, it's the equivalent of me shining a flashlight on a cockroach at night that like showed up in my kitchen. I don't have cockroaches in my kitchen. I'm just giving an example, right? I shine a flashlight <laughs> on a cockroach and he's like, oh, light, let me go to a dark place where I can hide. Like that cockroach isn't being moral. It's just instinctually trying to do its best to survive with as little stress as possible from the outside sources put on it, right? If you yeah. are being a good person, if you're being charitable, if you are raising your kids in the best way possible solely because you don't want to go to hell, you're, from a morality point of view, no different than that cockroach that's just skittering into the shadows. You have to have a system of governance that you are applying, a criteria for you to be able to assess the consequence of your actions for it to be even close to like some sort of system of ethics. Without that, you're just reactionary and trying to be as obedient as possible to some sort of dogma. Morality asks so much more from a person. Dred, do you want to touch on that? Am I accurate? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the, the idea really is to be good for its own sake and not because uh, you feel compelled to and, you know, this notion that some people have that if there was no God, then you'd be inclined to just rape and pillage and do all kinds of bad things. I mean, if that's really how it works for a person, then they shouldn't they, they should be under psychiatric care mm. uh, because they're a threat. They're a threat to society fundamentally. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, you know, and I think. It's a process to come out on the other side of that kind of thinking, which is quite flawed. Um, you know, you know, and of course, people once they're indoctrinated indoctrinated into a religion, it's a it's a tough one to get out of. But once you get out the other side, you recognize uh, the shortcomings of uh, that magical kind of thinking and um, how you're compelled through guilt and shame uh, to do things as opposed for its own sake. Mm. I'll, I'll, I, I, to add to that, and I think that was a really great answer, 
the the barriers for me for when morality starts to play for when an, an action shows that someone cares about doing good for the sake of good or uh, thinking about the act, the consequences of their actions is if um, I was, for example, being pushed down a river, right? And I'm almost about to drown, but I'm reaching out and I find like a vine on the side of the river and I grab onto that vine and I pull myself out. The vine didn't commit a moral action by saving me, right? Likewise, if I'm in that river and I'm just being tussled about and then a, a dog comes by and the dog's like, woof, woof. And it jumps in because it's been trained to like pick up people uh, that have been in the river till it can get dog treats, right? So it goes in, grabs me by the scruff of my neck, pulls me to the side of the river, and then runs to his as his uh, a master. And is like woof woof, and he gets some treats. <laughs> Did the dog treat do a moral action? I think the dog is sort of just operating in some sort of machinery that learned patterns of behavior that we uh, instilled into that animal, right? It's not so much a moral action, even though it's a living animal. So the last example I have is. I'm being tussled around the ocean. Larry sees me, right? And he's like, oh, dang it. But I have my phone in my pocket. Uh, do I want to get this thing wet? And he's like, he's like, I got, I just got this new knee. I got another knee. Like, okay, let me figure out what I can do. Okay, I see a rope nearby. These are brand new shoes. Yeah, Yeah, like, I don't want to jump in the river. I don't want there to be two dead bodies in the river. But I will help you out by throwing a rope in and, like, tying the rope to something, like, strong. And hopefully you catch the rope. And I catch the rope and I pull me out. Larry committed a moral action in that case. This time he thought about the consequences of his actions try to reduce the total amount of chaos and harm that was existing. In the I'm like that. The goodwill. <laughs> that was, that was a well thought out strategy and plan. Was he as sacrificial as the dog? No, but he was very, very competent with his understanding of uh, the systems that we were both in. And I feel like that employment of thought is what goes into improving the world with morality. Like it's not just a substance that you have within you and your culture. It's something that you can share with people and be like, hey, if I jumped in, I would have been drowning too. And then there would have been two drowning bodies down that river. But I figured out a system that might work. Maybe we should improve this. And then scientists and engineers can come in and be like, why is there so much flux here? Maybe we should get like some life rafts. Maybe there should be some safety equipment. Maybe we should put some signs here. Like we can build and continuously improve upon a, a system that's based on our self, our interests, ethics, morality. We can come, we can, we can use that to direct science and engineering in really good ways. So like morality is mm -hmm. morality is the key it's not dogma it's what's holding us together is like this yeah. or obedience um that we have a lot of time the religious people think that obedience is the same as as morality it's not right right and in my opinion that's why you see when you go to an amish place they're still building the same houses that they did for like the last hundred years whereas like the people who are freely using all facets of human understanding are making skyscrapers and and rocket ships and electric cars like there's the advantage of understanding that not following a dogma and and appreciating a social construct of that's like rights and 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 freedom and understanding and and education is beneficial for everybody it moves everybody forward okay sorry for that rant i told you this gets me heated up uh larry you said something about funny hats why should we pack in funny hats Oh, it's just such a meme, you know. A diff every different religion has invented little funny hats for their their cult, their religion, <laughs> you know. And yeah, we get it. All right, you 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 got your funny hats. That's fine. Pack it in. We don't need them. <laughs> uh, I give special dispensation to pastafarianism because those those are not 
just exclusive to Pastafarianism that, you know, pirates wore them, uh, colonials wore yep. them, you know, to the tricat, tricorn. You know, yeah, yeah that's true. They, I like the yeah, they were worn for a hundred years. Yeah. 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 It's it's an equal opportunity hat. Like I could wear a pyre hat and not be a Pastafarian. Mm -hmm. yeah, but how, get yeah. how many times could you wear a, a popal? Uh, hat exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. if i walk in with a popal yeah, yeah. little weird dunce cap mm -hmm. i'd be like hey you can't wear that only the pope can wear that i'm like well yeah. that's a silly <laughs> that's a silly rule it's just a cool looking hat to me yeah uh, <laughs> i i want to throw this one out calling people weird i think we can pack that into um the idea is there's so much us versus them mentality that's perpetrated through like dogmatic thinking that anyone that's not within your particular in-group is considered weird or an outsider or someone that should be chastised or ostracized from society. And I feel like we need to get, you know, pack it that in. If you are without a doubt the chosen people, go away. Like go to your <laughs> little segment of the world and be like, we're the chosen people, we're living here. It's gonna be some weird island in Hawaii or whatever, or Minnesota. Just like build a little moat around yourself and just be the chosen people in your state. Or the state. You know, yeah, you don't need anyone else anymore, fine. But if you're gonna, if you agree, to work with other people and be part of this metropolis that we call society, then you got to get over your hump of calling people weird and telling them, hey, you can't do this thing. You can't identify this way. You can't have that flag. You can't marry that person. You can't wear that hat. You can't listen to this music. You can't be this color of skin. You can't date that person. Like, no, if you're part of this society, these are the rules that we have. And if you want to be part of your society and your chosen rules, you got to dig a bigger moat <laughs> and stay far away from the rest of us. But it, from the looks of it, you're interacting with us, which means that now you're playing on all of our rules, which means stop calling people weird. They can be weird, right? You can call them out for weird, but don't chastise them for it. Uh, that'd be my thing. It's like, it's okay to be weird. We want weird people in this world and less people who would look down on others. Um, let's see. What do you got, Larry? Oh, forbidden actions. <clears throat> I mean, you know, just because God tells them, you know, they can't be homosexual, they they then turn around and point to everybody else who's not even in their religion. So you can't be homosexual. You know, you mm -hmm. can't eat pork. You can't uh, eat shellfish. Uh, it, and they pick and choose, you know, only the things that they don't like. Uh, if, you know, if they want to eat shellfish, they go ahead and do it. You know, not a problem. Even right. though it's for it's forbidden as well as much as homosexuality, um, mm. but it's just you know whatever they want to do, they can find it in there to back it up. <laughs> Scripture to back it up. They do in many on, cases. Dred. Go ahead, Dred. I, I I got something I'd like to have packed in. Sure, and that's all those stupid war warnings at the beginning of television shows. Viewer discretion is advised. That they should pack in. Because if you say it for every show, then <laughs> it doesn't. It's meaningless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if they're and if and and they should also pack in the bleeping of of swear words when they can show yeah. people getting shot in the head or you know butchered like Chucky and you mm -hmm. know blown up and all that kind of stuff on fire. And yet they'll mm -hmm. they'll bleep they'll bleep the swear words like you can't use them on radio. Um, yeah. You know, that puritanical it, juxtaposition right? needs to go away. Exactly. Puritanical exactly. juxtaposition needs to go away. Where it's like, I can show a person getting cut in half with a sword or dying on a cross yeah. slowly over periods of days. But two girls kissing? No, not in this yeah. house. Fewer I discretion is advised. We're good parents <laughs> now. Um, I would like... I, something I love to see packed in is uh, 
people who are considering themselves the chosen people who have in their mind a, a golden ticket to heaven to stop voting because you now know that it doesn't matter what happens on this earth you have paradise for eternity afterwards so just check yeah. out of the political system here because this isn't for you yeah. you already have your ticket right you you are the chosen person we congratulations we you won now stop yeah. voting <laughs> um actually that's eye. the case with uh that's the case with jehovah witnesses they ah. they don't vote wow wow, wow. yeah i yeah. feel uh in my the back of my head i feel that's bad because if you look at the demographics of jehovah witnesses it's largely a lot of uh um like there's a greater proportion of poor uh people of color people who should have their voices heard compared to like other main standards of religion that seem to proportionally be right. better funded mm -hmm. and uh, better representative in systems of government. So it's a it's their right. own Achilles heel. But yeah, if you think you're going to heaven, if you think you're a chosen person, congratulations, you won. Stop voting so that way we can, you know, the rest of us can figure out what to do here. Uh, Larry, you got another good one? Mm, uh, the only one I can think of it is, is um, self righteousness. Ooh, what do you got for that? Pack it in. Um, <laughs> we're all in this together, you know. We are. Uh, and and yeah. for every religion says you're right, there's another religion says you're wrong. So you know, pack it in. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. We're all in this together, and no one gets out alive. That's right. Right. It's sort of like we're all in the world is one big elevator, you know. And I mean that in a real literal sense. Like we have an atmosphere and an elevator. It's all the air that we're breathing in that elevator. We have only so much air around this earth. Like when you think about the air that's gravitationally kept on this planet, it's not much. And the more people who fart in an elevator, the more everybody else has to breathe it in. Right. <laughs> so when you are farting in the elevator, it's like, well, no one else fart, but my farts smell like raspberries. It's like, no, no, everyone's farts are terrible. Please stop farting. We're only going to be in this elevator for a little bit of time. Can we not make this worse for the next group of people that have to come in here? Are, like, are, are we all going to get conjunctivitis? <laughs> yeah like when, if the, we're all when the, the elevator doors open we're we all got pink eye yeah i'll tell you this this is a true story <laughs> the last time i ever played bobbing apples it was like a harvest uh some halloween harvest when i was like nine and i remember bobbing for apples and there was this one kid who came in for bobbing for apples missed the apple and spat in the water that we were all bobbing in and I thought, he, like, he tried to bob for an apple and missed it, and he just spat into the the pool of water that all the apples were in. And I thought to myself, that is the – maybe that was the first time I became an atheist. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, why did you do that? Because now we all have to go into the, the spit water to get apples? Like, I can go get lemon heads and now and laters after this for, like, 25 cents back then. It was super cheap. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm bobbing for apples. I don't even like apples. And now I have to go into your spit – like that's how I feel when I see people litter, like throw so, trash uh, out. To clarify, he got a mouthful of water and just spit it back in the water. No, that... he didn't get an apple. Got frustrated and just spat. Oh, spat out of anger into it. Oh. Just a loogie, mm. just floating on top of the water that we were oh, all throwing out. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that is the grossest thing. You just ruined it for everybody. Yeah, sorry, that's listeners. <laughs> That is the mentality pretty gross. In my mind of like people who litter, people who don't care about the environment, people who raise bad kids, people who don't care about the children's. Maybe that like segues pretty good into another thing that I wish people would pack in is bad parenting. Like the morals that you're giving your kids aren't setting them up to work in a society where there's different kinds of people 
have standards that aren't the same as your standards, which should show you that there should be a more objective way to teach people how to do good things and how to stay away from bad things rather than just giving a list of 10 things to do when half of those lists are basically respect God. And I go, what, what else? That's so, that's so vague. So my opinion is, uh, hack in bad parenting, start instilling critical thinking into kids, instilling how to show respect, how to conduct themselves, uh, meaningfully trust them, give them opportunities to fail and learn from their mistakes. And then hopefully they can develop a mindset where they can operate on their own without having to leverage this primordial, you know, medieval Mesopotamian era level of conduct where people were sacrificing goats because they messed up, you know, or like are giving away their first children or owning slaves. Like we have a better system of knowing how to work with people. We don't have to use this book anymore. Pack it in, be a better parent. And then, and yeah. yeah, then you don't have to rely on TV news broadcast to tell you when your discretion is advised. You could just be like, Hey, you're, I understand that you know how to curse. I know you know when to do it. Watch whatever you want to watch. It'll be fine. It'll work out. I trust you, kid. Uh, what do you got? Backing in childhood indoctrination. Yeah, that's Ooh, a good one. That's a very good one. What yeah. do you want to talk about? It's just setting up international divides, you know, mm. pitting one group against another from the earliest age. Tribalism. Yeah, right. Pack, pack <laughs> in tribalism, too. Pack in tribalism. Yeah. Now, that's part of the human condition, but like, I'm okay with tribalism if it's for like sports, right? Or brands, <laughs> right? Like you can pick a team, but don't make it past that realm because it's fun to root for a team. It keeps things entertaining, right? But don't don't go out of your Star Wars movie and be like, you better be a, a Jedi or you're a terrible person. Like we're not talking about Star Wars anymore. It's like, well, you better be a Christian or you're terrible. It's like, dude, we're not at church. We're not at your religious faction. Like this is outside. <laughs> we're yeah. in public. Okay. Like I'm allowed to be whatever I want to be. It's like, oh, I get it. When I'm at church, I can do what I, I have this mindset, but when I'm outside of church, it's okay. Or in your home. <clears throat> yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, I'm at home right now. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me you won't celebrate me based on like my, my points of religion or anything like that. Like it's a ridiculous way to talk to people. Anyway, uh, I got a listener comment from ex Evangelical Carol, who said that um, on a previous show, we had made the mention that there's a difference between an answer and an explanation. And she's like, that's very good. I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. um, along with that, I wanted to talk about a trip that I made to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when I went to Cleveland. And one of the coolest things I got to see was actual news broadcasts, news broadcasts of people being like... Listen, there's this new genre of music that's coming out, and we need to let your kids know about. It. You need to, parents need to keep this away from their kids because the public isn't ready for how less vicious and sexualized these lyrics are. Like, listen to this song: "You ain't nothing but a hound dog." It's like, <laughs> ugh, this is terrible. Listeners, we apologize for playing that song. Uh, <laughs> you're free to go back to your Bibles. <laughs> like government. Governments and Senate were like talking about like rock and roll as like this new wave that was, you know, tear, tearing kids apart yeah. from like their, their, from the goodness of society. And I yeah. feel like, man, how these are actual broadcasts. You can watch them up right now on YouTube, even if you wanted to. But yeah, it, there was a really shocking. cute um, 
there was a little video, and I think it's from like 50 years ago, when this this British policeman uh, said after a, a bar a raid on a bar, he he was going through his notes and he was reading them to the judge, and he was saying, and they were playing this boogie woogie music, and and he just kept mispronouncing it all the way through. Uh, he was trying to say boogie woogie, but he kept oh, uh, using the soft wow. G. And it is wow. really funny if you get a chance to look it up. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I know we're winding down, but I wanted to say the same thing about video games too. I grew up in that generation where parents were like, Hey, you can't play Pokemon because that's, that has psychic types in it. And psychics are part of the devil because that is, you know, witchcraft or whatever. They threw out everything. They threw out everything. And I remember the whole wave of me understanding what a Pikachu was, just like this electric type rat, a bunch of pixels on a video screen, and parents freaking out despite not willing to understand or have a conversation with me about, like, what's going on. Thankfully, my mom listened to me, and she's like, ah, it's fine. You can have whatever you want. But I remember school shutting down Pokemon. I remember when Harry Potter became popular and people were really freaking out. They're like, that's witchcraft. That's magic. And people picketing in front of movie theaters because of like Harry Potter. Like the whole idea is there's some really cool stories out there that are instantly better than the Bible because they don't have slavery for one, but two have things called plot progression, really cool characters, awesome design, nice mechanics, good hooks. And I think if we open ourselves up to that, we can get to a higher standard of storytelling that isn't just based on what a dogmatic point of view or what our pastors tell us is good or not good. Let's pack in all that bias. Maybe that's the main thing. Like, I'm ready for bias to go away. I'm ready for guilt to go away. I'm ready for uh, hell to go away, you know, and let's hold ourselves to a higher standard. That's my takeaway, guys. Um, Dred, you got any cool words before we uh, get ready to head out? Uh, well, I, you know, you guys can check out uh, my um, YouTube channel, which is Mind Pirate, M-I-N-D-P-Y-R-A-T-E. I've been uh, just producing short uh, two-minute, three-minute, four-minute sermons every week, every Friday, which is the Pastafarian Holy Day on all kinds of stuff. So, uh, nice. yeah, check it out. Nice. And we, we will continue to be the win in yourselves in your quest for chaos. For <laughs> for all good things for prosperityism, uh, Larry, I'm gonna ready to um, go to an eye doctor because apparently the eye in in this side of my face is getting weaker over time. Uh, I don't I don't know why it wasn't made perfectly to begin with, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. It is what it is. Also, yeah. I did something I would recommend is that there's a two minute video for on YouTube that's really good. It has like 21 million views. It explains how snowflakes are made and it talks about all about how you need a little bit of dust you need the right pressure and you need the right, the right temperature and enough moisture in the air and you can cause a beautiful snowflake and they even talk about like this different pressure will cause it to split this kind of different temperatures will cause the things the, the arms to get longer and because the dirt is flowing through the air and there's different gradients in temperature and pressure it's it's getting longer it's splitting it's getting longer it's splitting in different areas it's so cool broken down in two minutes Highly recommend it's the most popular video for when you search cool. for how is a snowflake made. Yeah. Once you realize that, then you know, like, oh, God's not making this. We can make that. This is pretty yeah. simple. And we do every winter on, on ski slopes. I've got a couple of websites I think the, the listeners might benefit from. Uh, get your pen and paper out. Ooh. If you're a member of clergy, 
but have come to see that the claims of religions are just not justified but you and you want to leave but you're stuck uh, there's help for you at the clergy project and their link is clergyproject.org <clears throat> uh, by the way they have a throughput of like 400 people at a time and they're they're booked so if you need help get there quickly and get in line and uh, they'll be able to help retrain you for other other purposes. Uh, you can find this show on podcasts everywhere. Just search for Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's available on YouTube. You can like and subscribe. Uh, and if you're having trouble leaving religious beliefs behind and you're just a normal person and you're having a lot of um, trauma or uh, mental trauma, you can get help. Uh, from recoveringfromreligion.org. And uh, my content can be found at digitalfreethought.com. Be sure to click on the blog button for a radio show archives, atheist songs, and many articles on the subject of atheism. And my YouTube channel is called Doubter5, or at Doubter5 is the handle. And my book, Atheism, What's It All About, about? is on Amazon. If anybody else doesn't have a, anything else they want to bring up, I'll go ahead and close it out. Let's pack it in. How about that, guys? All righty. Remember, <laughs> everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock here on WOZO Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.